Hi, guys. <laughs> it, uh, I must say, I really enjoyed the worship today. I missed it for three weeks, and like I didn't know that I missed it so much. <laughs> it was brilliant. I'm so glad I'm here with you guys worshiping, and you guys did amazingly worship team. I'm so grateful to be in this church. <laughs> like being away for three weeks, and you didn't, you don't realize how much you missed. And uh, thank you, you guys are brilliant. Um, like, so we are continuing on the forgiveness series, and today we're doing the second one on forgiveness, the our culture traits. And uh, I just want to like say, like when uh, it's, I've just come back from Sri Lanka like a week ago, so like there is a bit of a culture shock when you come back. Like there is like because when I go there, it's not a holiday as as a holiday like you like lie in the beach kind of stuff. <laughs> do do grab a bit of those as well, but. You're like living, working with them, with the family, and uh, it's, it's kind of you're right into it. Like in the morning, like my, I, would, I was just thinking, my system would have been completely shocked. I have usually a, a, a fruit bun and a, and a banana for breakfast, and I'm there, I'm having like chili and <laughs> in the upper man. Like, oh my goodness, I, my sister would have been like, oh, what is going on? But yeah, I survived. <laughs> I think it just kind of quickly re reverts back to, <laughs> oh yeah, we can do this. So yeah, it is a bit of a culture shock actually. So like, um, uh, it's, it's, I would say they, they, it's just different. It's, it's not a bad culture or a good culture. Or it just, it's just different. It's that so how, how, uh, I've, how I've grown up in that culture and like how, how like it's influenced me and how you guys have grown up in this culture and how it influenced influence you. And, uh, and uh, I'm glad I'm talking about culture, about forgiveness, which is God's culture and church culture, and uh, which is actually uh, amazing to be in because it's, it crosses cr over all cultures. And... Uh, uh, we all can grasp it. We all can understand it because uh, the Holy Spirit is in us. And so, yeah. So last week, well done, Dom. Amazing. Give uh, Dom an, uh, an applause for what he taught us last week. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I hope I'll, I'll kind of reinforce what you said and uh, probably be saying similar kind of stuff. But um, I just want you, to, want you guys to kind of... Uh, like really get a grasp of what it is to be a, a church who is forgiving and who is um, uh, who uh, shows Jesus through their life because Jesus was so forgiving and uh, and uh, has given us some amazing examples of it. So, but as you guys know, I'm I'm pretty nervous about talking and stuff. So I'm gonna get a coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna put it down here and and sip it along the way. Is that okay? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a usual preach. I'm sorry. I'm just going to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Hope I don't kick it. <laughs> uh, so, forgiveness is a part of our DNA. It is such an important, important thing in our lives. And... Uh, we all would, would go through like seeking forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, or releasing forgiveness for 
what's happened. So forgiveness is something that you will all know about, will we'll grapple with, will fight with sometimes, like seeking forgiveness is not easy. And uh, so it's part of our DNA. It's, it's an important thing. And uh, like uh, this guy from Inside for Living, I listened to his stuff. He said, like, forgiveness is a required course in the curriculum of the Christian life. Yeah, you guys agree with that? It is part of, we need, we need to know about forgiveness because we are so, uh, it, it's, it's such an important thing in our lives, forgiveness. And uh, what, I, what I thought I'll do is I'll just look at like, why do we need forgiveness? Okay, and in that big banner, why do we need forgiveness? We'll talk about like, why do we need God's forgiveness? And why do we need people's forgiveness? Yeah, just trying try to make it clear. <laughs> so, uh, why do we need forgiveness? And why do we need God's forgiveness? And why do we need our forgiveness? And then, like, we'll kind of uh, uh, wrap it up with, like, when we are the offender, how, how do we ask for forgiveness? And, like, we'll look at a couple of things, like, where we can uh, be more forgiving. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so, why do we need forgiveness? So, begin with, we need, why do we need God's forgiveness? Because, like, just to a quick recap on what you guys already know, salvation, we were separated from God, and God sent his son to pay for the penalty of sin. We were separated because of sin, so God sent his son to pay for the penalty of sin, and his blood was for our, salva- for our forgiveness. So, God, that forgiveness, we needed God's forgiveness to be reconciled to God, okay? Now, you guys already know this, but, like, I am so thrilled about it. I just like talking about it, okay? Bear with me. <laughs> so, so that forgiveness has, like, completely transformed our lives. It has, what has it done to me? It has, um, uh, it has given me the, uh, it opened my eyes to the fact that, I'm actually a child of God. That is my true identity. I am a child of God. I know my father. I know my creator. Like, I know, like I know Emma. It's, 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 it's amazing. Like, I can talk to him. I can hear him. And uh, so we got that amazing relationship. And it is all because of his forgiveness to us. Because he wa- God wanted us. God wanted us. God didn't want to, to be a separation. God wanted us to be in his kingdom. So... And uh, what else? A couple of things. I've, with forgiveness comes, like we know God's word. We, the amazing thing of like, uh, uh, the most important thing I would say is like the spirit of God is in us because of forgiveness. If there wasn't God's forgiveness, if we had even a touch of sin, the spirit of God couldn't be in us. But that's not the case. God's, Jesus' blood has cleansed us. We are through and through forgiven. And as, as, a, as a person, as, as a people, as a, a chosen people of God, you are holy and righteous. That's what your real standing is. So that's why the Holy Spirit can live in us and the Holy Spirit is living in us. And isn't that an amazing thing? There is... The, the, the place we are in is such an amazing place. It's such a treasure to know that God is in us and that we, we know him, our creator. Life has meaning. It is, it is such a treasure to know that, of his forgiveness. So, yeah, just 
just remind, I, I like to remind myself like every day, like what an amazing thing salvation is to be forgiven, to, be, to know our creator, to, uh, to be guided by him. We have his word. It has come alive to us. We, we know we, there's guidance in it. We, there's promises in it. There's, we got hope. We know what's going to happen. We, we know of everlasting life. That's, we know that we'll see him one day face to face. That is awesome. So, and that's because God decided to forgive us and reconcile it to him. And uh, yeah, it's, so we need God's forgiveness. That's, that's a no-brainer. Okay, so I'm just going to like underline a couple of things that Scripture says about um, his forgiveness. And uh, from Isaiah 43, 25. Uh, I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. I know you guys looked at it last time. So just to remind us again, he doesn't want to remember our sins. That's how our God is. He doesn't want to uh, remember. And uh, in Psalm 103, I like to, I like to read this. This uh, also kind of undergird what uh, um, Rose brought about, uh, about God's love. And uh, this is what God says. Uh, Psalm 103, 8 to 18. If I'm reading from the message, so don't try to follow. It's fine. I'll just read it slowly. <laughs> God is sheer mercy and grace, not easily angered. He is rich in love. He doesn't endlessly nag and scold, nor hold grudges forever. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve, nor pay us back in full for our wrongs. As high as the heavens is over the earth, so strong is his love for those who fear him. And as far as sunrise is from sunset, he has separated us from our sins. Our parents feel like I feel for their our parents feel for their children. As parents feel for their children, God feels for those who fear him. He knows us inside out, keeps us in mind, keeps in mind that we are made of mud. This might be a bit depressing, but bear with me. Men and women don't live very long, like wildflowers, they spring up and blossom, but a storm snuffed them out just as quickly, leaving nothing to show they were here. God's love, though, is never, is ever and always eternally present to all who fear him, making everything right for them and their children as they follow his covenant ways and remember to do whatever he said. So, yeah, we... This is how God feels about us now, right now. And uh, he loves us and uh, he's forgiven us. And uh, that, that forgiveness we will, will not be taken away from us. And uh, sorry, he has removed our sins as far as this is from the West, sunrise, sunset, I like that one. So yeah. And uh, be encouraged. I mean, uh, this bit, I was going to like look at this bit. Uh, how, how life, how fragile can life be? And uh, how, uh, you know, when you are with, uh, when, when, when you're with like older people, like when I was with my mom, I, mean, I was thinking like how, you know, look at, you look at her photos when she was young and like how like confident and amazing, like, uh, 
person she was. And now when you look at her, like how um, frail and feeble and um, forgetful she is. And uh, it's amazing how kind of uh, the whole span of life has gone through and what an amazing life she's had. And uh, and, uh, still still she pays all her bills, which is brilliant. I was like, oh yeah, everything is fine. You're not gonna get a, a power cut or anything like that. <laughs> so yeah, she 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 managed to do all that kind of stuff. So my my point is like it's yeah, life is like you know you you're right now you're strong you're young you're uh, you got everything going and then uh, then you're you're older and you're um, uh, less more more dependent on on people and more dependent on family and and uh, yeah it it could be. Uh, it, it, it is not easy. It is not easy when you're older. That's what I noticed when when I was in Sri Lanka with, with my mom. It's uh, it's not easy. I mean, like she she kind of like feels like uh, like why am I still alive? Kind of that. It's that kind of feeling that she has. But um, but yeah, God has His time, and uh, and we all we all um, uh, kind of love her through it and do whatever we can and. Uh, but the thing is, like, uh, yeah, this is life that that's we're we're living. But let's remember, God loves us. God's forgiven us, and He has a plan for us, and uh, we will be with Him one day. And uh, let's look at the bigger picture of that we are part of His kingdom. Yeah, that's just a throwaway. <laughs> so we yeah, we need His forgiveness and His forgiveness, and we will never lose that forgiveness and. Uh, uh, that his forgiveness is for sins gone by, sins of today, and sins forevermore. You can't even grasp that. It's like, how does that, how does that work? But that's what it is. You are completely forgiven of sin. It's no condemnation. That's what it is. And uh, I just want to, when Jesus was in, in the earth in, in, with us, and uh, he spoke a lot of, my phone's ringing, that's not good. <laughs> uh, when Jesus was with us, he spoke a lot of, about forgiveness. He uh, taught us a lot of real life stuff, real life situations, and he uh, uh, talked, uh, taught us through parables and stuff. So uh, I want to look at, I just want to look at one life situation and two parables uh, that Jesus gave, just to reinforce like his forgiveness is, is this is what it's all about, like in, in, in practical terms, how, how he forgave and how he uh, said what it's, what it's all about. Uh, the first one is when, uh, when uh, the scribes and Pharisees brought a, a person and said, like, uh, this person has, has, has sinned. And uh, uh, in Moses' law, uh, we should be stoning this person. What do you say? So Jesus uh, uh, bends down and starts drawing on the on the floor. Can you imagine the scene? Like uh, maybe, um, it's maybe it was a sandy place. What was he drawing? You kind of wonder what was he drawing. I'd be curious to one day asking, like, what were you drawing there? Um, something funny, maybe? <laughs> you think God has a sense of humor? I'm sure He has a sense of humor because otherwise we wouldn't have a sense of humor. <laughs> so yeah, so he he bent down and he drew something and. Uh, then the, the Pharisees were kind of in, insisting, like, like because he, the Pharisees were trying to put, um, uh, put, kind of 
put Jesus in, in, a, in, a, in the, wrong, the different light kind of thing. So anyway, Jesus, uh, uh, so Jesus kept, kept drawing. And then uh, when they were insisting, he said, like, those, the person, the first person to throw a stone should be the person who has no sin. Let's, let's do it. The person who has no sin, throw the first stone, he said. I thought that was amazing wisdom, isn't that? Isn't that amazing wisdom? Isn't God's word amazing about that, that wise stuff that comes out of it? Guys, search his word. It is amazing. Just, just reading about Jesus is amazing. Like every time you read this, this amazing wisdom stuff that comes out. So he says, those who are without sin, throw the first stone. There was no one there in a little while. Everyone had walked away. So uh, Jesus asked the, um, the person, uh, woman, where are, you? Where, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now, now on, sin no more. Just look at, the, look at, look at how Jesus handles it. He says there's no condemnation. He isn't uh, asking, like, why did you do this? He isn't trying to, like, he, he is just, like, forgiven. The past is gone. Here's the future. Go sin no more. Just think of, think of that person. Like, she would have thought of that every day of her life. That would have been in her mind every day of her life. Like, this person saved my life. And... I'm not going to hurt that person. I'm not going to do any sin because that person, Jesus, saved my life. And a, a, a very clear, no condemnation, a very clear instruction, don't sin. And uh, is, that, is that something that we can learn from? That, um, that we have no condemnation. We, we are not trying to, uh, like, sort people out or, like, Try to understand why they did this or why they what this happened. No, we just forgive. No condemnation. God will handle what needs to be handled in in, in people's characters. So, okay, uh, the 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 parable that I want to look at is like when um, there was a there was a master who had a servant who owed him like let's say ten million ten million pounds and. Uh, the master, the, the, the servant begged with the master uh, uh, to uh, have patience with me and I will pay everything. And out of pity for the servant, the master of that servant released him and forgave his debt. That was like 10 million gone. It was like, yes, that was amazing. So, but just, uh, just but this, this guy, this servant, didn't see the bigger picture. So he, he went and like uh, got hold of Another a guy, another servant who owed him like ten percent of the ten million, uh, like a hundred thousand pounds, let's say, and uh, he uh, 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 was uh, being um, uh, what, what does it say? I like it. He began to choke him, saying, "Pay what you owe." So now he like I can imagine maybe he didn't have any money, so like he needed that hundred thousand, so he he was like trying to get it out of him, but. He completely forgot that he's been forgiven 10 million pounds. So, like Jesus was saying, in the, in the, uh, 
And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailer until he should pay. So, so that, that news about um, this guy, this servant, not forgiving the, the other servant who owed him 10% of the sum of what he owed uh, was, leaked, was, was told to the master, and the master was really cross. And uh, I summoned him, the master summoned him and said, you wicked servant, uh, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And uh, should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So that, that, is, that is a strong one. Forgive from your heart. That is, you need to. It is, it is we don't have a choice in it, actually. I feel like we don't, there's no choice in it. Like God wants you to forgive. That, that is what it is, bottom line, like he's forgiven us. Like if we, we, if we try to do good works and get into his, his kingdom, it will not work. Because like our good works and stuff is like a filthy rag, it says in scripture. It's, it's not going to work. So, yeah, like we need his forgiveness, we need to forgive each other. And uh, uh, the, the second parable is I'm going to uh, look at uh, the prodigal son. You guys, you guys all know the prodigal son. It is an amazing story of, of forgiveness. But uh, I just want to kind of dig into it a bit more, look at it and see, like, um, what what Jesus is, is really trying to teach us. Uh, if you go to uh, Luke 15, uh, 11, you, you can follow this with me on, uh, on the ESV. And uh, the parable of the prodigal son, and um, he said, and he said, there was a man who had two sons. And Jesus is sharing this. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between, and he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had, and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But while he was still long away off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fattened calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found and they began to celebrate. I find that amazing. I find that amazing. This is, 
he rose and came to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him. Was his father looking? Was it, was it like you get up in the morning, you look, is my son coming today? <sighs> is that how God is? Is God waiting for you to come to him? Is looking to you if you walked away? I, I kind of identify with this because um, uh, when I was younger, I, I joined the church and, and then I walked away from church for a long time. I, 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 I wasn't faithful to God. I was um, walking away from him. And uh, so, but, but uh, there was a time, like years later, that God kind of, as it were, took me down. <laughs> he had to take me down. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Honest truth, I wouldn't have. I would have been just walking away thinking like, I need to know the world before I, before I come to church. I need to experience everything. That was my mindset. Guys, that's a loser. Don't do that. <laughs> so, and he, uh, so he stopped me along on, and he brought me back. And I'm, I'm, this kind of resonates with me. Like, God was looking to see his son coming. And uh, so the father was looking to see his son coming. And, uh, and in a long way off, he felt compassion and ran and embraced him. Like this, in this culture, the dad running, let's say, let's just imagine this. This is the house, that's the gate. And you just looking and he sees his father, <gasps> my son's coming. And like when he's coming through the gate, like the guy's around, like oh, this is the guy who like shamed this guy who uh, the, 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 uh, the farmer or like the, let's say the rich man. And uh, he's coming over. Oh, what a mess he is. Like the, the people in the town would have been looking at him like, like, oh, this is not a good thing. But his dad was like, no, I'm going to run. He runs. He embraces him. He, like, that, that was countercultural for, for that guy. The, this is not their culture. The, the culture of, of, of uh, the Middle East is like the, the honor and shame culture. You guys, you guys know about the honor and shame culture, isn't it? Like, the, the, what, what the son did would be looked at as, a, as dishonoring the father, dishonoring the family. And they, they, the, the whole town would kind of look down upon this guy because he dishonored the family and, and uh, uh, brought shame to the, to, the, to the dad. But the dad, no. The dad's looking at the bigger picture. The dad's looking at restoration. The dad is looking to, to bring healing to the son. And um, so he runs, embraces him, and kisses him. And the son said to him, Father... So he doesn't even listen to what, what his repentant prayer. He, the, the boy would have, the, the son would have thought so much about it, like, I'm going back to the dad. I'm like, really messed him up. Like, I brought shame. And he would have been in the culture, and he would have understood, like, what, what is shame and what is honor. And, like, he would have, I've really shamed him. But, like, he doesn't even listen. The dad is so excited that he's back, the son's back, and... Forget that kind of thing. Let's bring on the, uh, uh, let's have a party. That's, that's, what, that's, that's his heart. And so, um, th- th- this, is, this is brilliant, actually. I was reading a book on, on this, and uh, this is what it said. I, I thought I'll share it with you. It's, it's quite clearer than, than my explaining it. Uh, in that culture of honor, especially in a situation like this, it would be nothing extraordinary if the father simply refused to meet the boy face to face. In fact, Even if the father were inclined to grant the repentant son an audience, it would be fairly typical to punish him, first by making a public spectacle of his shame, 
For example, a father in those circumstances might have the son sit outside the gate in public view for several days, letting him soak up some of the dishonor he had brought upon his own family. The boy would be completely exposed to the elements and worse, to the utter contempt of the whole community. So that's like, we can understand that to an extent, isn't it? Like this guy has really messed, messed us up and like he needs to pay for this. And that's what you need to do. You need to stand outside and, and uh, be like, learn a lesson from this. Isn't that, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Is that wise? That's not what God decides. No, that's not God's wisdom. This complete, complete restoration. Go and sing no more. Amazing. Just let's forget the past. Let's look at the future. You are restored. You're healed. You're going forward. Let's do it. So that's God's forgiveness. And uh, uh, it is amazing. And, 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 and that is the forgiveness culture where uh, we are forgiving without any reservation. We're forgiving uh, like God's forgiven us. And uh, um, yeah, like... You, you would think that, uh, like, you know, you, you, you kind of like when, when uh, some, someone does something wrong, you, you kind of think like, yeah, like, they're not going to learn anything. Like, if you just say like, oh, it's fine, don't worry about it. Like, you know what, this guy, the prodigal's con- conscience would have been, like, he would have been really struggling with what had happened to him. He'd messed up. He'd, uh, like, squandered the money. He's wasted it. He's made some s- s- dumb decisions. He knows that he did that. You don't need to remind him. He knows, like, he's really messed up. Uh, uh, like, he's completely, like, uh, made really bad choices in his life. You know, he knows that. And, like, you don't need to remind him. God doesn't need to remind. If there is something that God needs to deal with, he will deal with it in the right time, in the right way, and in a way that we can grasp. But God's heart is to heal us and to help us grow, and to help us move forward, and to be effective in his kingdom. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, God will take the responsibility of, of helping people learn. Our responsibility is to forgive and restore. Is that okay? So, and also, like, amazingly, like, uh, Jesus, uh, just to, that, Jesus' life on earth and how he taught us about forgiveness. Let's look at like the final thing he said on the cross. Uh, and when they came to the place that was called the skull, they crucified him. And the criminals, one, one on his right and one on his left, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. You know, like, uh, the, actually the guys didn't know what they were doing. They didn't see the bigger picture. Like they thought, like the, the Pharisees and the guys, they were like they were they were in authority there. Like in that country, they were like this is like we have the law, we have the book, we, and Jesus has come and like he they, they were blind, they couldn't see, and they thought they were doing the right thing by crucifying him, by condemning him. In, that God, Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that. Forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. And uh, uh, just looking back at Joseph's story, remember Joseph's story when Joseph's brothers like got rid of him basically, and uh, and uh, amazing story of Joseph. I'm sure you guys all know about it. And uh, when uh, what happened at, at the end? So Joseph was um, uh, was sold 
to slavery, let's say, and uh, life moved on, and Joseph was completely restored, and uh, 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 in time, he was actually in a, in a place where uh, uh, he was kind of like the prime minister of a country, and that country was prosperous, and it, was, it had all the grain and stuff that they needed, and it was even so prosperous that it was able to help the nations around, and Joseph, uh, Joseph's brothers had to go and, and uh, get grain from this, this rich country where their younger brother, Joseph, was, uh, was like the prime minister. And uh, so uh, there's this instance when uh, the, the brothers are like, we'll work for you. We'll, it's like, uh, uh, I'm not going to go there. It's going to take time. But it basically, it's like he, they're so dependent, like, we're really sorry what happened. Like we'll, like, we'll do anything for you kind of reaction. And uh, Joseph's like, guys, what everything that happened will happen for good. You guys meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. That was the words. God meant it for good. God had a plan. Joseph saw the bigger picture, complete, complete forgiveness. So, yeah, look at the bigger picture. Look at what Jesus has done. Look at, look at what God has done and, uh, and uh, be a forgiving people. Um, so, so we looked at God's, we looked at why do we need forgiveness? We need God's forgiveness because that's what has restored our relationship with him. We need, we need uh, and, and, and then just looked at how God forgives us. And now we're looking at like, we need people's forgiveness. Like we need your forgiveness, I need your forgiveness, you need my forgiveness because we are not perfect. We make mistakes. We, only God is perfect. Only God is adequate. We are not and uh, to, uh, uh, to, to be effective and to be uh, doing what God needs to be, there needs to be a, a freedom of forgiveness where, where people are able to make mistakes, they're able to try to be, to be courageous about stuff. And, and then uh, if you make a mistake, it's fine. It's put down to learning. We're moving on. And so, yeah, so what, what does... Uh, what does um, Forgive mean. I just looked up on the dictionary and said, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. Uh, that, was, that was good. I thought like, it's, it's about a, a, a hard attitude that, um, uh, that you stop feeling angry and resentful towards someone for an offense or a flaw or a mistake they've made. It could be a mistake. I mean, like, like the, uh, the uh, prodigal son, he knew like what a mess up he'd made. He'd, he knew he'd made, made some rubbish choices, but, uh, but he needed restoration. He, he didn't need condemnation. He didn't need, just imagine if he, if he was condemned, like his life would have like in the pits. No, restoration. That's what was God in God's heart. So, um, uh, Wikipedia says this actually it's good as well. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense. Let's go off negative emotions such as vengefulness, with an increased ability to wish the offender well. That's a that's a lot, big call, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah. So this is what forgiveness is, and. Uh, He's so clear in, in scripture that God says, like, forgive others as I have forgiven you. And uh, bearing with one another, 
Um, Colossians 3.13, it says, bearing it one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So that is clear. Um, Ephesians 4.31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. So, God's, God's direction, God's uh, will for us is so clear. Forgiveness without condition. So, um, there's one more, one more scripture that I would like to bring. Uh, be merciful even as your father is merciful. In, in Luke 6, 36, uh, it says, Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Uh, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. I thought it's interesting, like, the condemnation comes in the context of, and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down. Is that, is that what it's, what, what, what's the connection between that? I have no idea. You guys have got to search for it yourself. <laughs> but forgiveness, uh, not, being, not being condemning and forgiving is, is what God wants us to do. So, Why do, so we looked at, okay, why do we need forgiveness? We need to forgive God's forgiveness, and we looked at it. And now, why do we, we need forgiveness? Shall we look at why do we each other need forgiveness? We, we need forgiveness because it is with forgiveness that we can be ourselves. We can, uh, uh, like, take steps of faith. This, it is with forgiveness that we can uh, be uh, be ourselves, meaning like we, we can be who we are, the real you. You can be the real you because uh, you're not influenced by condemnation or you're not influenced by the, what the other people uh, what people feel or because you are confident that uh, uh, people are loving you, people are for you. They they they. Uh, they want you to be successful and they want you to be restored and they want to be healed. So, and uh, forgiveness is key for rebuilding relationships. And it is, it is relationships that, uh, that get really affected by lack of forgiveness. And uh, if there is even, even a touch of condemnation, it, it really affects the unity of the church and affects the relationships. So, uh, yeah, it, it, forgiveness frees you to be yourself. Forgiveness frees you to um, be what God wants you to be. I've, I've, I've seen, uh, I've heard of uh, situations where uh, uh, people have been... Uh, Stifled by doing to do God's will because of 
condemnation coming through and judgment coming through uh, because that kind of stuff like worries you so you are there's the, it kills your courage and uh, uh, it doesn't help you to to move forward and do God's will so yeah it's um forgiveness is something that will really build you and really we all need and uh, also just look at it like this like God values everybody in God's eyes you are his child and he has great value in you so whatever you do unto each other you will be doing to him as well like scriptures say that doesn't it Whatever you do to me, you do, what do, you do to unto others, you do to me. So our, our treatment of other people needs to have a complete recognition that they are children of God. Their true identity is a ch- child of God. You might be in the church or you might be out of the church, but not, not be a part of, not be a believer. But their true identity is a child of God. And you recognize that whatever you do to him, you will be doing to the Son of God. You'll be doing to God. It is, it is the same thing. That uh, uh, if you give, uh, scriptures say, if you give me a glass of water, you'll be giving a glass of water. If, if, I, if this person asked for a glass of water and you gave it to him, it will be like you giving it to me, Jesus says. So, yeah, and uh, remember that like, we all have, have, we are valued in God's eyes and we are his children. And... Uh, uh, I think I've shared this before, like when, whenever uh, uh, Emma and I would, uh, would have an argument and stuff, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, when I've like done something silly, and uh, I, I kind of like remind myself like, this is a child of God, Emma is God's daughter, I need to go and seek forgiveness from her, like I have seek forgiveness from you. So, yeah, we are all valuable, and... Uh, needing forgiveness and uh, needing to release forgiveness. Um, so just to wrap things up, I'm gonna, just going to look at uh, what about see, asking for forgiveness? Is that an easy thing to do? Like when you have offended, what about asking for forgiveness? Like have you guys ever done that? If <laughs> you all have done that, you all have done that. We like, I do it daily. Ask Emma, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's something that we all all uh, uh, had to face, had to go through because we are uh, uh, selfish sometimes, proud sometimes. Uh, uh, what can I say? Downright wicked? Maybe not. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, th- there will be times. I mean. The, the, Guys, remember, there are times when in my life I've been pushed into a corner and I've been downright wicked, downright bad. It's that you wouldn't think, like, it can't happen to me. Like, I'm a cool guy. Guys, you could be, God will, God tested me on that. He put me in a place where, like, this is like, I'm looking back and like, oh, that was so bad. What, how did that come out of me? Even like, God can God, God will take stuff like that out from you because uh, he, he wants us to grow in it. We grow in forgiveness, grow in everything. So, 
look at this one. Uh, in Matthew 5.23, I like this scripture, what God's, uh, Jesus says about uh, offering your gift. If you are offering your gift at the altar and they remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. I, I find that like an important thing that we need to take away with us. Uh, if there is anything that you've done and, and uh, that you need to make ask forgiveness, you need to say sorry, you need to do whatever you need to do, do that and come and worship him. I, I kind of looked at this as first, in my mind, it was like, first I ask God forgiveness and then I go and say forgiveness. But actually the scripture says, go first, go, you go first, sort that out, be reconciled and then come and worship me. And uh, kind of a bit of a different shift in my head about like, yeah, first seek forgiveness. And uh, I feel we would be Honoring God, if we, we heard him say, do this, and we obeyed it first time. Because I think there is a real uh, uh, honoring of God when, you, when we obey that first time. And because we love, we would love to put it off, because things like that are not easy. Things like forgiving people is not easy. I remember like I, uh, uh, this was a while ago, long, long, long time ago, and um, I'd like, made a mess up with a relationship and uh, along the way uh, the, guy, the guy who was discipling me said like you need to ask forgiveness from this person that was like the hardest thing on earth like that phone call to, to this guy was like so awkward and uh, but thank God God's grace was there and uh, he this guy was like completely like yeah it's fine it's water under the bridge it's gone it's finished it's dealt with so what, what, I'm, what I want to share with you is like, yeah, it will be hard, it will be difficult, but do it. And do it when God asks you to do it because his grace will sustain you. His grace will take you through that. And uh, God will be there to help you. And he will uh, just trust him. When you, when you have to ask forgiveness, just trust him that he will... Uh, guide you on the time, guide you on the way to do it, and uh, uh, how to do it, and, uh, and uh, let, let your heart be for reconciliation. Go be first reconciled with your brother. It, let your heart be to, to build, to restore the relationship, and uh, to, to be reconciled. So, yeah. Um, the, other, the other one is like one, one, of, the, one, of, the, uh, one of the things that uh, I want you to do remember is like about forgiveness about uh, if you are the offender so we said like first go be reconciled and then be reconciled to God as well because that could hinder you from going to God so confess and uh, go to him seek forgiveness and uh, listen to him whatever that needs to be restored uh, because uh, there's nothing else like in our relationship with God it's there's nothing there's nothing can stop you from uh, spending time with God or going before God. Um, 
It, it is only when you've done something, you've done something to offend, and it's you who cannot go. But God is waiting. He's looking for you. He's waiting for you to come to him. And uh, go to him immediately. Um, uh, I, I like this praise. Uh, I like this uh, bit of, uh, from Joel. It says, Joel 12, 2, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning, uh, and rend your hearts and, your, and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he, and he relents over disaster. So go back to him, like what he said, like what he said um, in, when Rose brought the, uh, the, the word about uh, wearing your stuff inside out. Uh, uh, I kind of, kind, of, kind of look at it like this, uh, render your heart and not your garment. So like, yeah, God sees your heart. So go and um, do it with your heart in everything, in every situation. So... Yeah, that's, that's, that's basically what I want to share about forgiveness. And uh, to, to recap it, yeah, we need, forgiveness is, is part of our DNA. We need forgiveness. We need forgiveness. We need God's forgiveness. And uh, God has shown us forgiveness, and he has uh, shown us forgiveness through Jesus and taught us so many things through Jesus about forgiveness and how we need to forgive. And um, uh, if you are the, if you offended, yeah, Listen to God, talk to him, see how you can make amends, be reconciled. If you, have, if you are struggling, uh, I would say talk to, a, talk to your cell group leader, talk to the, the pastoral team. We can help you. We can, we can see what, uh, what can be done and, and just, just help you through it. So, yeah, seek forgiveness and uh, be reconciled and be healed. So, and... Uh, also, I just want to want to say, like, uh, you know, uh, as as a leader, as in myself, as a leader, uh, like I might have done some stuff that uh, I haven't known. I like done, you know, I do stupid stuff. So, like, if there is anything that I have done to uh, make you feel condemned in any way, please come and talk to me, please, because uh, we need we need to be. We need to be free. We don't want condemnation in this church. We don't. We, it just really hinders. And I've seen, I've seen uh, the places where uh, I've been in churches where uh, it, it's not really helped. It doesn't help. It just brings the fear of man. And we don't want fear of man. We want complete freedom. We want just us just be honoring God with with His leading and His whatever He wants us to do. And not be stifled by, by condemnation and stuff. So if, if there is anyone, maybe we've come to our time actually, if there is anyone who, who wants prayer, uh, please, uh, the, the ministry team will be here, I saw Rose is part of the ministry team today, and uh, talk to us, we'll pray with us, uh, we'll pray with you, we'll, whatever you need to do. And uh, again, uh, if, if there is any condemnation that, that I personally have brought to you, like talk to me and uh, let's, let's get reconciled. I hope not. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, please, let's be a, let's be a forgiving church. Let's, let's, let forgiveness be a, a real strength in our church where we are speaking like, like, like Jesus said, like, go, I don't condemn you.
see no more. The future is there. The past is gone, finished. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Um, uh,